what the heck's your source for Warhammer Underworlds in under 30 glory scored in the first round. My name is Davey. I'm your co-host. And with me, I have uh, three of our regular co-hosts. Skylar, how are you doing? Doing well. Brian, how are you? What's up, sup? Doing good. And Josh, what's the haps? Eh, doing well. <laughs> good to hear. Uh, for context, according to my notes, we're recording this on January the 22nd. Uh, <laughs> 22nd 22nd of the 22nd of the um, we know that uh, Akon is closing in on us uh, so uh, that's where we're at we don't have any news about uh, new war bands or any new releases in between uh, still eagerly anticipating some FAR and Errata um, TBD but our topic for today is our champion event championship event uh, just happened it was the uh, Madtown Throwdown Q1 Happened yesterday. We're going to be talking about that. Uh, but before we get into it, we're going to do our usual. And uh, I'm going to snatch the mic since I already have it and uh, get the first community shout out. And this one is, uh, gosh, I don't want to be too forward, but it's a love letter to Wath Lab. Uh, over on Reddit, he has posted his fourth puzzle. I was not aware of the first three, but uh, this is in the style of those like chess puzzles. Like, can you get checkmate in you know the next move or whatever? Uh, he posted, uh, of course, as you can imagine, it's chosen axes oriented, uh, but it is, it, it sets up a scenario here. And in this one, it is, uh, playing against the exiled dead. Uh, it says the exiled dead have just taken this move. So this guy's got to move. This guy's got to charge. Here's what your hand is. Uh, and it gives you a couple assumptions, like presume that they don't have, you know, a push or, or whatever the case may be, but it sets up, uh, this construction is like, how are you going to kill, uh, Markov or, you know, and then like, what if you had this car, how would you kill Dintelos? And, uh, I love it. It's an idea that I've been thinking of trying to do for us and have not gotten off the ground. And, uh, so I also hate it cause he snatched it before I could make it public. Um, but, uh, let's get real. And any, any action on my part was probably a little ways out. Uh, Reddit, I, God, man, I am too old to like get Reddit. So I have a super hard time finding posts on there. Uh, I will do my best to link to this. Um, I, and I, I wish it was on a platform that I was a little bit more comfortable with, but, uh, I, I love the idea of this and I hope there's many more of those. So I cannot them. wait to check this out. That yeah, sounds it, awesome. It was so cool. Uh, I, he actually posted one, uh, and I answered, I was like the first answer. I think I was like, Oh, I got it. This actually wasn't too hard. And then he was like, Oh no, I had an error. I deleted it. Go check the other one. I went to the other one. I'm like, Oh, this is way harder. <laughs> like, I don't, <laughs> Oh, I'm not so sure about this one. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a really cool puzzle. Uh, and if you, my only recommendation is, uh, if you're scrolling down, scroll down slowly so you don't accidentally zoom down to uh, somebody who might've posted the answer, let yourself uh, work through it. Uh, it's, it's great. It's super, I'm, I'm not surprised. It sounds like it's right up your alley, Skylar. Um, uh, what Davey else? Davey needs a anthropomorphic paperclip to help him through Reddit. Oh God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will shout out, give a shout out to on our local, our, on our underworlds general discord, um, Tris. They also had a championship event same day, uh, in Vienna. I'm guessing Austria. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't specify, but, uh, yeah. they had a championship tournament at Siren Games in Vienna. Uh, he says that there was 10 players, three rounds, best of three. Gnarl Spirit Pack took the first place, followed by Exile Dead and Rippas. Uh, 
he was running Grimwatch, he says, and took the wooden spoon. So yeah. I feel you on that one. Uh, but <laughs> good to see uh, worldwide championship events going on. Uh, in in our defense, uh, w- with uh, Vienna being in Austria or not, uh, pick any <laughs> international city, and that international city probably has uh, a U.S. city by the same name. Like we've yes. got a London and a you know whatever. Like well, we- there there was a big time difference on that one, which I think correlates to Europe. So yeah, yeah, we've we've sleuthed it. We figured it out. Can't get anything by us. Uh, who else has got something? I got something. Less a uh, community shout out and more a uh, call to action from our current community. Hmm. Uh, if you are interested in helping us out to form what is being dubbed the Trash Fire Tournament, <laughs> <laughs> we are looking forward to your suggestions. I believe it came first from Sleek's Bowl to just do a wild and crazy recommendation-based tournament, and we all love the idea. So when you're hearing this, go ahead and give a look out at the Mortal Realms Discord. We'll be posting a thread for nominations there. Uh, we want to hear from you. Uh, give us a warband, some card selections. Try not to build the entire deck. It will be championship format, so we're looking for some suggestions that we can work around. Uh, and if you have specific player callouts, uh, if you really want to put the uh, put the thumb screws to any one of the particular members of the What the Hex podcast, then let us know. Yeah, and I just want to remind the listeners that uh, Skyler uh, promised he would never play Godsworn Hunt again. So. <laughs> Uh, if you want to make him a liar, that's cool with me. Oh, hey, yeah, no, and please put all of those suggestions for Skylar to play God's Worn Hunt. He would yeah. love that. Yeah. I only ask that somebody insists Josh play Eyes of Nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, my favorite warband. Please don't nominate me for that. <laughs> But yeah, we'll be looking for what gets the most community like engagement. If uh, posts get a bunch of uh, likes and comments and stickers and all that, then we'll be keeping an eye on those particularly. Yeah, wow, look at you, Mister Social Influencer. <laughs> be sure to uh, smash those likes and them subscribe. Comment, like, and subscribe, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Wait, did we swear in the first fifteen seconds? Are we good here? Do we plug our Patreon? <laughs> <laughs> What about my OnlyFans page? Oh, no. <laughs> no? <laughs> That's just for me. Got wildly <laughs> off the rails here. Uh, yeah, we are still sorting out if it's uh, going to be a little uh, in-house tournament to celebrate the 100th episode, which is coming up in, gosh, this is 97, fellas, so just three more. Um, or exactly when it'll land. Uh, our hands may be a little bit tied depending on when new releases come out and Adepticon and all that sort of thing. So uh, yeah, it'll still- be... It'll be honor about then. But. Yeah, still eagerly awaiting uh, LVO is next weekend. Hopefully, we'll see some news. Oh, yeah, there. yeah. Tell me something good. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, our other regular segment is what the heck is going on with you, uh, guys? I know what's been going on with you. You've been playing in a tournament with me. Uh, but uh, anything else happening with you? I'm assuming not much. But if anyone's got it, speak now or forever hold your peace. I don't think it'll be uh, much spoilerific, but I did uh, hobby re- retail therapy into <laughs> Age of Sigmar. I bought some Slaves to Darkness, so I think I'll be uh, probably listening more to some of the other podcasts here on the Mortal Realms uh, story phase and the Path to Story campaign. Curious to see where that's going to be going because we're going to be doing the. A couple of us are going to be doing the Path to Glory 
gibbering dome at Adepticon. So I yeah. believe that is where I'm headed. Yeah, I'm I'm actually signed up as well. Uh, having I my kids are on spring break starting this Saturday, and we we kind of do a big trip. So I was counting on the Thursday Friday being the uh, Grand Clash, which means that. Uh, I am out for that, but uh, I'm going to try and do the uh, dice. What is it? Dice, dice box heroes, dice heroes. Um, oh, you're talking about the event Wednesday on night Wednesday. Event. Yeah. Yep. I'm going to try and do the Wednesday night event. And then uh, I've already got the days blocked off. So I was like, well, I guess I'll do something else. So uh, maybe Brian, you and I will have to uh, get together and tie, tie our uh, background together. Um, it, oh. it is, it is very much a narrative, uh, directed thing. Uh, right. If you want more, you can listen to some of the other, um, the pods, but, uh, mm-hmm. that might be a cool angle to take. Uh, I got some Slanish. You got some slaves to darkness. Let's, make, go. Running, Let's uh, make some magic happen. Slanish slaves to darkness. Excuse me. The magic is my territory. <laughs> I will be making that happen. Mm, fair enough to take it from me <laughs> sounds like we got a uh, rivalry like we'll just throw the whole event just killing each other <laughs> sounds good just, i'm not playing to win i'm playing to screw you guys over <laughs> <laughs> fair enough that that might be a win in and of itself Ooh, there we go but let's talk about what we came here today for the uh championship tourney the uh the mad town throwdown q1 uh, just went down from our perspective yesterday, from the perspective of the listener, two weeks ago. Uh, it was here in Madison at Noble Knight Games. Uh, they set us out some space, which we gladly used. And uh, uh, there are a couple other events there, but uh, we even even with a, a, a full house there, there's uh, plenty of room for us. Um, but uh, in this case, uh, we ended up uh, only with uh, a, a field of six. That's our that's our lowest turnout so far. Um, I had a blast playing. Uh, it, it was our, it was our kind of local hardcore regulars that, that showed up, but uh, I just wanted to touch on that. Cause, uh, I, I can't lie. I, if at, uh, at only six, it's a, it's a little bit disappointing. Um, any thoughts on the, why we were down a little bit lower than, uh, than our previous, we've, we've been as high as 16 in that 12, 10 to 12 range. Um, so I'll, I'll throw it out to the group. Uh, who's got some thoughts on why, why we're a little bit, uh, light in the attendance. I'll go first. So I want to say a lot of it came down to um, a little split in the community between Nemesis and Championship format. I think between the somewhat slight amount of confusion behind what is Championship format, there's a little bit of doubt behind are we limited to one of those, those plot decks? It's I would say it's leaning in the direction of plot and we'll get back to my thoughts on that. Cause I'd like to discuss that a little bit later, but that, uh, the fact that a lot of players in our community, like during our league week have been coming out the woodwork because of nemesis, because it's mm-hmm. a uh, lower barrier to entry. And we've been seeing people with that, but then between the complexities of championship and that being the reason that they came out i think that's part of part of what's working against our community coming out to that one i know there were also a handful of people coming out uh people that excuse me people that wanted to come out but couldn't necessarily make it mm-hmm. and i feel like those were those numbers were higher uh, the uh like we we put a group of people as the 
wanted to make it but couldn't quite pull it together. Um, that, right. That was a higher than yeah, normal. Yeah, just sure. scheduling issues. I, I think that was that was a good chunk of it too. Uh, it's not like we just suddenly had an entire community that was like, meh, no, pass, because it's not Nemesis. Right. Like sure. That was only a, a piece of the puzzle, in yeah. my opinion. Shout out to Joe Cody CSC yeah. uh, on our Discord. He was uh, saying how eventually we'll schedule one where he can make it out from work and again uh we'll keep and try and uh keep an eye out on our discords for input on when q2 q3 q4 will happen yeah we're, we're gonna keep doing them uh and, and honestly like uh i've played in smaller events here like phil and i played a two-person event it was just he and i it was our very first one uh, we played a three-person one where we got kenny up so uh, if you told us then that we'd get six, we would have, uh, if you told us that at some point six would feel a little disappointing, we would have been, we'd been like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm on board. So um, it, in, in some ways it still represents some growth. Uh, I, I will mention with this, with this, uh, where scheduling didn't quite work out uh, for me, I think one of the, one of the factors is that, you know, a lot of the people who will, who have traditionally traveled for this sort of event, um, you know, so we had, we had a lot of our core in town, um, minus a few, uh, but the travelers, like you, you need a little extra motivation. And traditionally those people have been, uh, folks who are excited to do the grand clash, who are excited to play a championship play. And I think, uh, I think there's some factor with the Depticon being nemesis format. Uh, I know a couple people that I've talked to more than a couple, um, are looking at other places to play at Adepticon. Like, well, maybe I don't feel like doing, you know, committing the time to the Grand Clash if it's if it's a Nemesis format. And if you don't have that to look forward, if you if you don't have that, then this this didn't, you know, traditionally might have served as a primer for, right. for Adepticon, right? Like this would have been like, okay, I've got I picked my faction. I'm gonna try and tune it up. Uh, but that's not really the case here because we were championship Adepticon's Nemesis. Um you know, you can still get some reps with a war band you like, but, uh, it's not, it's not the same. And, uh, it, and if you are feeling disheartened about, uh, Nemesis being the, the showcase event at Adepticon, then, uh, even if you would have enjoyed a championship event, then maybe you are, uh, less motivated to make that trip. So I, I think that played in as well. I would agree. I definitely felt that personally now that you mention it we got the news that adepticon was going to be nemesis format got all hyped up for that i remember getting in a headspace where i was like okay um i'm thinking gore chosen potentially the new warband we even talked about it on the last episode and then whiplash going into championship for this tournament and now back to nemesis excitement so it is it is a bit whiplashy i can i can agree yeah yeah uh, to jump off that, we have a local who um, has stated that he wishes that um, GW would come out and support officially one, like to say, you know, Nemesis is 100% what we're doing uh, or Championship is 100% what we're doing, even just for the moment. Just, mm-hmm. hey, you know, as a community, we're asking you to support this format. Um, you know, if the goal right now is to have Nemesis as a current format and we'll get back to championship um, for, you know, there to be an official announcement saying so, uh, that has one local for us, particularly uh, back and forth on which he should be playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Nemesis is what he wants to be playing, but he stated, you know, I'd be playing championship every week if that was 
the officially supported format. Um, so we're lacking that language that could assist in getting people kind of out of that, which format should I be spending my time gearing towards, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, with two formats that the community is kind of pivoting back and forth from, that requires more effort from yeah. players. Yeah. Uh, so that's one thing. Uh, I know another, we had a local who was planning on coming out, heard that we were doing best of threes and let me know, you know, with that, I won't be coming out, not because I don't want to be there and I, I don't enjoy this game, but I don't think I'm going to enjoy that time crunch, that pressure, getting that many games in over the course of the tournament. Mm. Um, so that was uh, interesting feedback as well. One of the things I'm, I'm hearing uh, here and elsewhere is that, um, you know, it, it's one thing what format has been selected uh, to, you know, kind of focus on, but it's another is the communication. And I think we all feel a little bit adrift right now. Uh, I think, Mm -hmm. I think we're here, wondering here. what the next release is. I think we think we're, you know, you can term it however you want, but I think, I think the game is owed, uh, uh, an errata, a far update, uh, whatever they way they decide to go with different things, um, will determine what, how heavy that far needs to be, uh, forsaken and restricted list. If you're, if you're new to the game, um, and, you know, for a lack of communication about here's what's coming up, there, there's been in the past years, you know, GW has been pretty good about communication. It just feels like it's been a little bit radio silence for a little while. And I think I think there's just a little bit of anxiety over what what does that mean? You know, what is what does this uh, radio silence mean in in the presence of what feel like some fairly big changes to the season format, to what we're focusing on, to how a championship looks? Um, I, I think uh, I think there's understandable anxiety over that. And so. Um, I think that's uh, affecting motivation to some extent. Agree. Agreed. Uh, at, as it stands right now, we're looking at 28 tickets uh, sold for Nemesis, uh, for the Nemesis Grand Clash at Adepticon uh, coming March 25th. I would love to see those numbers grow. I think that, I, I hope there is enough excitement new excitement being generated by the format that we're getting enough new players in. Um, maybe those are players that don't know to look to Adepticon for a tournament like this. Uh, I do think the numbers were higher last year for mm -hmm. championship at this point in time, uh, you know, only a few weeks after registration. And I think a lot of the long-term players would have traveled out for this, your, your travelers. Uh, and if Underworld's their main gain system, and they were looking forward to traveling for championship. Do they buy that plane ticket, that hotel room, that registration fee for Nemesis when that's not what they've been playing for the you know the last X amount of years? Yeah, and that's a hard pill to swallow. Uh, if you're in those shoes, I, I want to let you know we will be there uh, in force, and we'd love to see you there. We'd love to continue to build the community, and Nemesis does have a lot of good charm. Uh, it's, I'm, I'm a championship guy through and through, uh, I would have loved to have seen a championship event at Adepticon. I would love to have seen both formats at Adepticon, uh, on different days to just bring more underworlds to Adepticon. We could have had, uh, more time choices. So all of a sudden it's like, well, I want to play in underworlds. I don't care if it's nemesis or championship, but I also want to play in this AOS event. Oh, well, cool. We've got two separately scheduled underworlds events. Uh, you can do that. Whereas we kind of landed on, you know, the one GW Grand Clash, 
on Saturday and Sunday. And if that's competing with any other game systems, uh, maybe it doesn't get your time. And if that's the only game system you're traveling for and it's not championship, again, does that get your time? I will say uh, we've talked about this already on previous episodes. There is uh, the Dice Heroes hosting a tournament on Wednesday night as well for Nemesis. Really glad to see that. So we do technically have two Underworlds events. And uh, right now that's closed. That's full. I, I'm in it. Yeah, I, I got waitlisted uh, initially, and then it opened up. So I'm I'm in it. And that uh, to some extent, that's encouraging, right? Like you know, 20 people for a Wednesday night is like not a prime time slot. You know, agree. Right. Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm actually reaching out. I mentioned this in the last episode. I'm going to reach out to the Dice Heroes and see um, how hard locked those numbers are. Uh, I'm waitlisted, and I've heard from others that they saw that you know it was closed. Um, but I think that if there is room for more for that event, we could probably fill that one up too a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. uh, Skylar, you said you you mentioned it last episode and you still haven't done anything. It's been two weeks, man. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. The magic of uh, editing time travel. Uh, it's only been four days. So, all right. Uh, no anybody got anything else? On it? Yeah. <laughs> Time is no excuse. Uh, anybody got anything else they want to share on that? I, didn't, I don't want to dwell too much on that because um, uh, I do want to talk about the event uh, and and get into that. But uh, leave the floor open for anyone else who's got a comment there. No, I think you covered it well. All right. Well, hearing no more, we're going to go back to the event itself. Uh, again, we had six folks. It was uh, the four of us on here, plus Phil, plus Alex uh, for our our contingent. Um, so fierce competition. Yeah. Strong field. Indeed. And, and I will, I will say this. Uh, we had a little discussion cause we didn't have any out of towners. We're like, okay, like normally here's what we, you know, we do this amount of prize support. Um, we do this trophy sort of thing w- without out of towners. Do we want to retain that for, you know, for later? And my mind was like, I came with some heat. Um, we'll talk about what everyone brought, but I, I brought, uh, I brought a Hexbane deck that I thought was pretty, pretty powerful. Uh, it, it had quite a few wins under its belt, um, recently. And I was like, I'm, I'm going to go full out. And if, if somebody like, I, I'm not pulling any punches, you know? Um, and, uh, if somebody, if somebody beats that, then, then, uh, power to them. And I, you know, I think they can, I think uh, we all came with something that we were really trying to win with, uh, and I I think uh, that deserves to be recognized. So we decided uh, after a little bit of discussion to to go ahead because it's been a while since we did best of three championship play. So yeah, we uh, folded the prize support that you mentioned over uh, for for next time, but we still kept uh, a legacy glass yeah. uh, trophy on the table for whoever took the day. Yeah. Uh, so I mentioned what I brought. I brought Hexbane. Alex, being Alex, uh, brought his Kagra's, <laughs> Kagra's Ravagers. Uh, I didn't actually ever, I never played against him, and I uh, never got to see one of his games, so I don't know much about what build he had. Oh, you missed um, out. It's a, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I'm really sure, I'm sure fun. I did. It sounds, <laughs> I, anything he does, I'm sure there was some knockback in there. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Resident knockback artist. Yeah. It was uh, a and then, fearsome ahead. fortress pairing. Oh, all right. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm glad to know that there was something other than uh, daring delvers out there because that's all I saw. Uh, Phil uh, Phil was running Starblood, um, 
So what all were you guys running? I was running the uh, foretold Miari's Pingifiers. Uh, I remember I wasn't in one episode uh, between, I I believe Josh and Phil uh, were recording that episode. It went live. And before I even had a chance to listen to it, I had people pinging me going, hey, (laughs) Uh, what's that Miari's list? It sounds <laughs> sick. Um, well, I'll tell you, I, uh, I took that exact same list. I don't think there was a single modification from there. Um, so that is a Daring Delvers pairing. Uh, I enjoy putting that plot card on the table and grabbing a token as if I'm going to pretend that I care about exploration <laughs> <laughs> for that first game, play a little head game. Yeah. Um, but uh, the... Uh, the build doesn't actually have any exploration tech in it. We, so. we all know you really just took it for sudden demise and uh, what the uh, stealthy advance. You mm-hmm. know, stealthy advance isn't in there. Oh no! All right, yeah, never mind. Yeah. But uh, we, we can think, talk more about that. I'm thinking of the many other times I played against it, but sudden demise <laughs> for sure. For sure, you can't call it pingifiers with a daring delvers build <laughs> and not have sudden demise front and center. Uh, Brian. What do you got? I brought Dread Pageant and Fearsome Fortress. Uh, very light on the Dread Pageant, very heavy on the hold objective. Mm, okay. And I got the wooden spoon, so spoiled, <laughs> it did not work. <laughs> uh, fair enough. And Josh? So I brought the uh, also foretold Gore Chosen. Yeah. And... I was listening to uh, Davey give his reasoning for championship, and I couldn't help but think, speak for yourself. Because <laughs> uh, Davey's talking about, you know, bringing the heat and this deck that I finally tuned, and I'm like, I completely got wrapped up in painting and forgot to build a deck. So I was literally <laughs> waiting for people to show up as I was building my deck. And oh, so man. I don't. I don't say that to cheapen anybody's wins against me. I say uh, that I, just I feel to give so a cheapened. Bit, yeah. I, just to like give a little bit of context as to I was playing my nah, let's let's start that. I was playing my butt off. Yeah. In the mechanic sense to make up for the poor deck building that I went into this event with. Fair enough. Um well, we've got the uh we got what everyone brought. Does anyone want to say the the why? Uh, I I can I can give mine. Like I I have, I feel like I traditionally like try to take a, you know, a little bit under the radar build or something a little off meta, and uh, I was like, you know what, maybe I'll just try out something that's right on it, like something that is known to be powerful. And uh, a tip of the hat to I believe he was one of our Russian opponents, Timur. Uh, he had a Hexbane deck that blew me out of the water in the Vassal League. And I was like, all right, like, let me look. Like, there are definitely cards in here that I haven't considered. So let me think about this. So kind of scooped up what he was building and, and uh, tried it out. And I, I have some changes that I'd, if I if I had to do this over again, that I, I would make. But um, uh, but as I was trying it out, because it's, it's a style that I really like. You know, I really like that Warband I feel like, and you know, maybe maybe I'm wrong, but uh, I feel like even if they weren't top of the pile, I'd be really interested in in playing this warband. I really like the uh, the options, the dynamics that they put in there, the the hard choices that they can often uh, put to the opponent. Um, I, I I like that style of play, even if I don't have it perfected or 
or uh, fully refined yet. Um, so that was my thought process there. Um, we'll go in the same order. Uh, how, how did you, I, I know Skylar, you'd already been, uh, trying this out. Um, but, uh, what, what made you say I'm going to stick with, uh, Miari's ping of fires? Yeah. Uh, before we jump over to that, I actually played against, uh, Timor in WTC and he was running Haskell's Rascals at the time as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, had a, had a good old best of three against him and yep. he was a phenomenal opponent and those games were a lot of fun. So happy to hear that you also had a uh, friendly encounter uh, with him. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just uh, slaughtered my ghouls mercilessly. It was, it was rough. <laughs> <laughs> friendly. <laughs> yeah. But as far as, uh, uh, oh yeah, go ahead. Nope. Uh, lay, lay it on me. What's, what's the, what are the ping of fires? What, what do they call to you that made you say, this is what I'm going to bring? Yeah. So I, am a sucker for a Pointy years. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. So I'm also a sucker for <laughs> a four band uh, with a bunch of uh, tools available to their disposal. Uh, I really enjoy the adaptability of a war band like Mad Mob and like the Purifiers. And I was really excited to, um, to, spend some time with this particular warband. I wish I would have got them painted uh, in advance. Um, one thing too is if I win a local event with a warband, I won't bring them back. So that puts um, Soul Raid and Mad Mob on the shelf for this particular event. Um, and Ping of Fires has just had my attention lately. The there is some thrill <laughs> with living on the edge with them. It's like any time that role comes in, it it's almost always kill shot potential, right? Yeah. And then, so you roll the dice. Are you safe? Uh, no, I'm not safe. All right, I'm going to use the Aether Quartz. Did I get a crit? Am I yeah, safe? the short answer is yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, and Bahanar's like ability to stop cleave, like to tank up. He, I bring you know multiple Bahanar restricted only cards, and I put them out front at the beginning of the game. It's wild to me. That's <laughs> not something I'd recommend for most warbands in the game. Yeah, put put the fighter you're bringing the exclusive cards for right out front and center, and sure enough, somebody uh, will come in and blow him up turn one. It's happened. Uh, Kagra's Ravagers at this tournament did exactly that. Uh, on two of the three games. Yeah, you, you know Alex is not scared of making that low probability high, <laughs> no. high payoff attacks. Like, <laughs> not even a little bit. Um, and then, that man's, that man's uh, battle plan is, but it, if, it, if it works, <laughs> this would be sick. <laughs> but when you're playing Elves uh, and Pinkafires here particularly, you have to be ready to adapt. Like, you plan for losses. And that's really fun. So, um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and with Haskell's Rascals being in the mix, uh, Aileen uh, can really shine because she can bring cleave when she inspires. And uh, whether she's inspiring or not, she can reroll off of most of their attacks. So she's a yeah. fun fighter for that particular matchup. And that's one where there hasn't been a night of league uh, or like local play where I haven't seen them. So yeah. I, I had a feeling that they'd be there as well. Yep. Uh, Brian, 
uh, I we know we know your your dark passion for Slanesh. Um, mm-hmm. Tell tell us why Dread Pageant. Well, I'd been uh, warband homeless. I was trying something new. I've tried two or three warbands at this point, and nothing was seeming to work. So I didn't really have a lot of time with any warband that I felt confident with. So I went back to the old tried and true and tried to do what I did last season, which was uh, hold objectives in control. And uh, it is an aggro meta. (laughs) Well, I I will say this. uh, There is a lot to be said for familiarity uh, Mm -hmm. in in general. Um, Honestly, that's how way back to, I guess, what it was – Grand Clash 2019. It was not my intention to uh, be the only Godsworn Hunt player there, but for this podcast, like, you know, Phil and I were splitting the releases, and um, I don't. We weren't receiving content at the time, but we were like switching who would focus on what. I happened to be uh, like, I'll I'll do the dive into Godsworn, and uh, all of a sudden I realized we we're getting close to Adepticon. I'm like, well, that's all I've played. I guess that's what I'm going to play because I'm, you know, that's what I I know at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, when in doubt, like there's a huge amount of mileage to be made on leaning on what you're familiar with. Uh, a part of why I was with Hexbane, like I considered briefly thinking of some other things, but like all my recent games have been with Hexbane. Uh, I think that might be just what I'm going to stick with. Yeah. And that's basically what I was trying to tap into. Yeah. Uh, I think the mistake there is that I would have got more success in leaning into the aggro than mm. trying to do uh, the whole objective. So it's like I could have used that familiarity with the current meta and current card pool better rather yeah. than leaning on the last season's card pool. Yeah, and I, I did not play you. Obviously, I did not play you. Uh, well, I don't know why I say obviously. I didn't play you in this event. Uh, I have played you with them recently. And I, I played, you know, over... Over the past couple of years, I've played against your Dread Patch in a number of times, and I know that you have the experience uh, and the depth of deck building with them to kind of change it up. So, like, in the best of three, when we're playing that first one, I'm like, if I'm playing you, I'm like, well, I actually don't know. Is he going to be trying to rush into my territory? Is he going to be trying to hold everything back? And it makes the deployment super hard. Um Super hard to figure out, like that that initial setup. Like, do I want boards? Do I want objectives? Am I pushing forward or am I hanging back? Uh, because I I know you're willing to change it up, and I know uh, that uh, you're comfortable with both playstyles or m- multiple playstyles. Yeah, and not to make excuses for myself, but we had agreed that I was going to be uh, air quotes toing this one, uh, yeah. sitting out if we had an odd number to just make sure everything ran smoothly yep. and so i wasn't trying to bring the heat i was prepared to bring a ringer um but i pivoted from the ringer so that i would eh, contribute to the strength of the pool but yeah. uh yeah so yeah like that's what happens when you kind of take some time off to experiment with some other stuff kind of sure wasn't as uh on um, I by the end of it I was uh not thinking clearly I was kind of tilted so <laughs> I, I don't know if any of us were thinking clearly uh we'll get into that later uh Josh that just leaves you and I think we've glossed over the fact I mean you mentioned that you'd spent all your time painting these guys uh you and I did get to play uh I'm a sucker for unexpected skin tones which you've done with your warband and if uh I tell you what like well, well if you send me some pictures I'll put it up on our Twitter feed uh, I would love to, I, I know they're not done, so maybe I'll wait until they're done, but, uh, they, these, these guys are some good looking boys. Uh, it was really a treat oh, to play them. 
So uh, I, I did not want to get further than this and uh, forget to say something about it. But. Well, I appreciate it. Y'all have given me just that much more pressure to uh, finish. <laughs> Skyler's called me out. Now Davey's called me out. Now I've got to yeah. – now if I don't finish them, especially after last episode where I said I was either going to finish them or die, and neither has happened. So – Well, you might have a you might have a uh, terminal us. disease that we just haven't spotted yet. So Well, well – yeah. It's been nice, folks. <laughs> I haven't said anything uh, about them yet, so it'll be fine. Yep. Rule of threes, yeah. Yep. Uh, but anyway, that was 95% of the reason that I brought them. I was excited to paint them, excited to play with them, and I, I had a little bit of what Brian was going through, except these were the ones that I had the most reps with, and so I wanted to just play with what I was excited with. Yeah, you've been playing them recently. I, I think I watched you, uh, or I, I came in uh, the last league I was at, uh, League Night. Uh, you were you had a, a Gore Chosen Mirror match, which was a lot of beef slamming into beef. The, the funny thing about that is, and I don't know if I've said it on the podcast yet before, uh, I know exactly which game you're talking about, and it was fascinating going into that because we both decided to do a, a build, and our build strategy started with, man, this ping meta is just awful. I'm going to do X. That's where we started. And yeah. we went in completely different directions <laughs> from there. I leaned whole hog into, I'm going to just fit as many pings, by the way, it's a lot with Gore Chosen. I'm going to fit as many pings as I am in this and just lean into it and my opponent went in the complete opposite direction and said you know what i'm going to put as many heals and wound upgrades as i can so that your ping doesn't matter mm. and oh boy was that a head trip <laughs> i think in that specific matchup and this is not a like this is not a brag or a, a skill comparison i think in that matchup my my side wins that probably seven out of 10 times, mm. but my opponents, I think might be more disruptive in the current meta than mine will. Mm. Fair enough. Hmm. Well, uh, Skyler, do we, yes, we, yeah, we did. Okay. We hit him Sorry. first. Take right. off with me. Lost track. Uh, all right. Well, that's why we took what we took. Uh, I don't want to do a game by game shot of things, but what I'd like to do is for uh, folks to hit the highlights of their games. So, um, uh, and by highlights, I mean like any any standout moments that you you thought um, had had uh, you know were worthy of talking about. Um, uh, so let's uh, let's bring it back to you, Skyler. What would you? We'll do our first round stuff here. Anything stand out in your first round? And who are you playing and what, what stood out in your first round? Yeah. Uh, so this was my first matchup was Kagra, Ravagers, so Alex. And again, that was a fearsome fortress build. And Kagra has more time on, uh, or sorry, Alex has more time on. <laughs> you can call him Kagra. He'd probably appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. On uh, the Ravagers than I have on any warband I play. And he probably rivals Brian's time on Dread Pageant at this point. Yeah. <laughs> so when Alex sits down across the table with Ravagers, you know he's bringing 
tons of experience and uh, limit testing with them. So he's very aware of their capabilities and he's played through some really rough times with them and they've been handed a power spike this season. So it's a tax return. (laughs) It is. It is always a joy uh, watching him play those. And one thing that caught me off guard. So first off, like, and he he did it uh, at the beginning of the first game. If you place Bahadar within uh, charging <laughs> distance of where Kagra could get placed, uh, he will put Kagra there and he will rush in first turn, <laughs> period. Uh, consequences be <laughs> damned. Um, so... You know, it's like I'm going to take Bahadar out or I'm going to, you know, uh, suffer the wrath of some hyper accurate elves. Uh, <laughs> but uh, first game of the tournament, he comes in, gets the kill. It's just like, all right, this is how we're starting. Man, I remember those moments from last year's clash where I just like, you know, like that first charge comes in. You're like, I'm probably fine. And then you like see the dice come up and it's like a you know, double success. You're like, Oh my God, like I need to roll double blocks here. And then like it, you're like, you see that cold sweat starts and then you don't get it. You're like, okay, I have not activated and I'm a fighter down. I like one of my most important fighters. Let's see how the rest of this goes. So exactly. You yeah. look at uh, a Bahanar specific card in your hand. You're like, Oh <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh good. Yeah. And a card down. Yeah. Um, and then, so second game, I was like, all right, I'm not going to do that again. Like, I don't want to play the probability game here <laughs> and start off on a back foot again. So I'm going to make sure that uh, I ended up placing boards for that one. I skewed the boards, made sure that where I wanted to land my units, uh, he would not be able to reach Bahanar. Well, little did I know, uh, the Ravagers have a teleportation spell. Uh, <laughs> and all they need to do, I believe, is get one focus off of two spell dice. So, yeah. 75% <laughs> chance to hit. All of a sudden. 75% Kagra... of the time, it works every time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think I took first turn. And then going into Alex's first turn, he teleports Kagra right next to Bahadar. <laughs> and then... Kills Bahanar <laughs> with his activation. I was just like, oh, second, second verse, same as the first. <laughs> oh god. Um, yeah. So that was that was pretty crazy. Um, and none of my none of my rounds, this one or or the following two, uh, were done in two. Uh, yeah. They went they went to three in each case. So uh, I don't particularly remember the third game. Bit of a blur. Um, but they were they were really well fought. I. <laughs> don't uh don't ever think when Kagras comes up that they're still at the power level that they've been memed into because <laughs> they will well, show you otherwise and i will say this watch out for them at uh, the grand clash because I, I think Kagras in nemesis get a step up even uh beyond that so i would agree uh, i could i could be wrong but i i my my experience has been that uh they're pretty good in that once uh once some of the deck building um, has been taken away from some of the other war bands. But um, Josh, what do you got for your first round uh, highlights? So first round highlights, uh, I was up against Brian, so we can probably kind of tag team this one. Yep. Uh, first round highlights were, uh, so Davey, you mentioned that Brian's got some skill and he's got some flex. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> but one of the things that Brian had going against him going into this is I didn't have any of that 
doubt because I knew he was playing Fearsome Fortress. Uh. So there was no element of surprise there. I knew he wanted to be in the midboard. I knew he was going to be playing fairly defensively. And it just did not work out for him. Um, not from a mechanical standpoint. I think the idea was there and it had play, but it, I mean, dice were dice at some times. And with as much ping as I had loaded into my deck and a couple of just not great defensive throws, uh, I think the last game, we did end up going to three. So it wasn't like it was a, a blowout and I just absolutely creamed him. They were close games, but between ping and just negative dice results i i think i took it on that third one mm. yeah the first game was certainly a blowout uh the second game all of a sudden he's like are you winning this <laughs> and one i was of the like yes sir that, we gotta yeah, we gotta go was, to three let's go <laughs> it was super annoying because one of the things that dread pageant and Brian piloting Dread Pageant does really well is scoring despite everything you're doing against them. Hmm. So they can just be having the absolute worst luck on the dice and somehow the glory just keeps stacking up. That uh, that sounds like a good deck build. It's, it's amazing. Like it's, it's great to watch. And it was, uh, I, I know Brian was getting disheartened a little in, I think it was the second game. And then things started turning around and I'm like, well, now I, I, I felt bad for you for a moment there. And then I didn't. <laughs> so thank you for that. Uh, Brian, it's anything like, to add on that game? Match? Yeah, it's, it's uh, trying to dance in the middle with Gorchosen, who that is their home turf. It was mm, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 <laughs> though one thing that i did not anticipate and it took it took some hard learning and i didn't really pick up on it i i think i inspired him all three games mm. which is mm. which is it, rare it's a difficult inspire for them to have and i did it three out of three games i will say if there's ever a matchup where it's going to happen it feels like gore chosen is it though with like a four wound, a five wound, and a five slash six wound fighter. And then yep. if the if the cow gets involved, like that's a lot of wounds that can get spread around the board. I, that does not surprise me at all. Like yeah. if I was going to guess one matchup that they would inspire against, that that might be it. Yeah, but it was it was not something that I thought of going into the match, and it mm. uh, it was just kind of one of those. Oh, hey, look at all the wound counters and. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not nothing. Once Vasilak is uh, cleave and three damage with range two, like he he has a real. He didn't he let do me some play with that it. toy much. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was one that I made sure to uh, take away from him as uh, soon as I could. Yeah, no to that toy. Well, I played against uh, an opponent that I haven't seen very often. That would be uh, Phil. Um, <laughs> he had his. Uh, <laughs> He had his uh, star blood uh, and obviously my hexbane going in there. And I don't feel like it's a matchup I've seen all that often. Phil was fairly certain going into this that it was not that he was he was really behind on this. He, he felt like he bleeds too much glory uh, in that matchup. Um, and we both have a deck that like I, I like seeing a, a, a bigger warband with lots of uh, killable fighters because I'm running pure carnage. So that makes that easier to get to. 
Um, but I, I generally play against Starblood as if they are going to score the great plan, like the, that there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, so whatever their score is, it's actually three glory higher until they score that. Mm. Um, he was running Daring Delvers. Uh, and this was... Uh, I, uh, of the three matches, eight games I played, uh, I definitely got Sun Demised eight times. Um, with with uh, that many small fighters, it's just going to happen at some point. So uh, that was that was the way of things. But um, the first one kind of oh, uh, it, it was it was almost an error of deployment where uh, I had Bridget off on her own. Uh, not on her own, but like in range of a clack truck charge to start. He forced me to go first. I'm looking at it. I'm like, ah, man, he's going to get Bridget. And I don't really have uh, stuff in my hand to really capitalize with price of victory. You know, so I, I, I can't, I, I have an okay payoff, but not a great one. Uh, if he's going to have the chance to do it, why don't I, why don't I just send like, that's the only person he could get. Why don't I risk it, send her in, try and get the volley off. And then I've, I also had a ping in hand, um, which I did. So first activation charged in Bridget with the help of rat spike, uh, lands a point blank hit on clack truck, gets him to vulnerable scores toyed with, uh, pings him off. So I'm too glory up and he's lost clack truck before he's taken an activation. And, uh, then it's not, not easy mode, but it, it feels pretty good from there. Um, the, uh, the second one, he actually longboarded me and, uh, I had learned a little bit from Timor that that is not as bad as it seems. You can have the dogs in the back and then kind of drag them forward, you know, a couple moves here and they, they can really make up a lot of ground. Um, but I made some, I made some kind of bad choices in that game because I, I think I started round one with um, due process. And so I was worried that I was going to have to make four attacks to make that, have that go off. And so I was, I was running forward for attacks that were putting me in bad positions to score a surge uh, that was going to take a lot of the round to, to do. Um, I ended up getting it with the, um, with the crazy Hexbane ability to, I think I scored seven glory in the uh, last end phase. Cause I, you know, they have pure carnage and proof of guilt and, uh, lives well spent, um, or great gains in, in my case. So, um, but that second game, it definitely felt like Phil was going to win it for most of the time. I definitely made some errors and, uh, uh, that, uh, it was one of those wins you come away from. You're like, ah, I don't really feel like I super earned that win. You know, I don't know. Um, I, I, uh, I, I, either because of dice or, or, um, you just didn't feel like you're in control of it for a long time and kind of dug it out randomly, but, uh, came out of it with that win. So we were Josh Skyler and I were coming into the next round with uh, a win each and, uh, Brian was headed elsewhere. <laughs> That's a neutral uh, way of saying that. <laughs> Brian, well, uh, to that to that uh, point, Brian, let's uh, let's start with you for round two. You got any highlights for round two here? Round two, I went into Skyler for some reason, uh, mm. and so I got to taste the pingifiers again. Uh, yeah. The big highlight from that one was I was able to first round uh, sadistic stab Bahanar and my. Uh, to kill which then my 
that was the height of my successes that round. <laughs> Everything uh, was downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> you get used uh, to uh, Bahanar being dead and having to play around that. <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's good practice. Yeah, uh, he was really good at uh, holding objectives and denying me those objectives, um, but then also just pinging pings and uh, couldn't couldn't wither the weather the fire. Um, but then game two i did somehow manage to pull that one off uh, i think i killed bahanar relatively early um but i as long as i have two fighters holding objectives in enemy territory i can score a lot i had extraordinary revelation in there Ooh. um so got that and managed to just i think i don't think i wiped i don't think i tabled you but i just managed to outscore or no, was that a tie for... That's what it was, indeed. Ah, uh, it was a tie for objectives. We tied that one low. I believe it was 11 to 11. Yeah. Yeah, and you had removed me from the board to win tiebreaker there. I mm. did. That's right. Tell me um, tell me about uh, your third match in tiebreakers. Oh, this... <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, <laughs> playing a best of three and having a little bit of brain burn at the end. Yeah, uh, I, I felt like I was consistent. I don't want to blame Dice. Uh, Scout was definitely keeping his wits about him more than I was and all my opponents were. Um, but I felt like I was consistently rolling four to five dice in many of my attack actions. Uh, looking for swords, usually due to Curse Boarding Pike, Curse uh, Cutlass, Slake Slash Inspired. Uh, lurking horror also in my deck and all that and i usually came out with one success for as a result for those rolls so my opponents didn't have to roll too hard um so in game three it felt a bit like an uphill battle it did come down to the wire um and my god uh so i i did manage to wipe him in game three and my who was my last standing fighter? Was that? It was Slake Slash. Slake Slash. Slake Slash bold engineered onto an objective. Hold so on. That Back I could... this up. Okay, go ahead. So, so you could do what? Because we're, we were at 8 to 10. I yeah. had uh, God Seekers in hand, which is all of my fighters be in enemy territory. Yeah. Uh, Slake Slash was one hex within enemy territory. I pulled an objective from No Man's Land under Slake Slash with Bold Engineer after killing uh, his last fighter to now be on an objective in case of tiebreakers. Because as I'm looking at it, he's got 10, I've got 8, but, and I've got 2 glory in hand with God Seekers being in enemy territory. And but Brian back has you up. not you realized yet that with me being tabled will win the tiebreaker alone oh no uh, i did I, so i tried to set this up as as like to troll you but i didn't know how bad this story was because i i didn't have this piece i didn't know skylar was wiped in this game yep i am sitting uh, uh, brian 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 <laughs> i keep have your wits about you kids you can win games if you're not tilted i have lethal ward in my hand um and um Chum the waters and mm -hmm. <laughs> you know it's eight to ten right now i know he can score at least two points i really need this to happen and he bold engineers that underneath him and i'm just like oh thank you i oh, lethal God. ward and he goes oh, no 
<laughs> and then sure enough, the game wraps 10, 12. Had it that chum not gone off, it would have been 10, 10 tie in his favor. I would have lost that series. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel I wasn't involved in this game. I feel sick. I've heard part of this story before and I feel sick. <laughs> this. Yeah, I looked up. Uh, I just looked up our score too. Uh, first game uh, was the the one I took. Uh, uh, that one was a bit of a it looks like a bit of a blowout on the score side. It was nineteen to four, but then the second game was eighteen eighteen. So my I misremembered that one being tight uh, or low at eleven eleven. It was mm-hmm. really this last one <laughs> that almost came down to a tie at ten ten. Um, they were great games. I I want to say that anytime Brian puts the dread pageant across from you, you need to be ready. Like he is extremely formidable. Um, even you know whipping that deck up last minute uh, because he originally thought he'd be you know sitting out completely and toing. I knew I need to take this as seriously as possible because uh, there's there's a strong possibility I lose this series to Brian's best war band. Like this is his most practiced event and uh, going into it as well, knowing that he benefits uh, from sadistic stab as with a slanesh keyword. I know it's in that deck and I know that any attack that comes in at two damage uh, is a kill until I've seen sadistic stab. I need to treat it that way. So I was spending Aether Quartz uh before i would see the sadistic stab simply to make sure that it didn't go that far and i would still lose bahadar there was one time uh during the game i was like i need that aether quartz i need it for elemental blessing i can't give it to you and i didn't re-roll and i just clenched and like opened one eye and looked at you and you're like i don't have sadistic stab right now i was like oh thank god (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, it was it was a really great series. Uh, meanwhile, one table over, Josh and I are playing. Josh, what, what highlights do you have from this game? Oh my gosh, this was this was easily my favorite series. Hey, um, between because Davey will be humble and not say it himself, a very strong warband piloted by a very skilled pilot. And the games being as close as they were, oh, yeah, <laughs> I I felt at the end of these games that I had I had played my best with maybe one or two mistakes, and it just did not work out. And so the, I I like those games when they're close, they're challenging win or lose i really enjoy those the most and that was that was the that was the outcome for those well all right i for me it was uh a couple things so you won the first one pretty handily uh i mean by three but it was one of those like by three i think i you can correct me if i'm i'm wrong but i think you won it by three but it was not as close as that makes it sound like i was doing catch up to to close the uh, differential like you had you maybe wiped me out. I don't, it was, it was not great. Um, I might've, I might've tabled you game one. Yeah. And, and that, uh, I think that game came down to in the second round, I had Hexbane himself in a little bit of a vulnerable spot. 
Uh, he was he had the uh, lucky hexbeak foot uh, for two block. Amos was close enough to support, so he's two block and supported. You have a fighter, uh, Herax. Um, so Herax versus Hexbane, little little uh, uh, mix up there. Uh, but he's got uh, he's got great strength, so he's got the damage to land the kill because I haven't put any wound upgrades on yet. And I'm looking at it from my side of the board. Th- this is an error on my part because I'm projecting my own play style onto you. Whereas, like, I wouldn't be willing to, I, I, I'm like, I don't think I'd be willing to risk that attack this early. And so, in my hand, I've got, um, I've got the card that says no modifiers to the next attack. So I could play that and say you don't have lethal damage anymore, right? Uh, and I was like, ah, I don't think he's going to do that this early. I think he's going to, you know, try and make some hay elsewhere, do some progress before he commits to that charge. Uh, I'll hang on to this for a later turn to really shut him down. I pass. You say I'm charging with Herex. I'm like, oh crap <laughs> and uh you land it uh and it was that sort of uh i you know i think i've looked it up back afterwards it's like a 31 percent to land um so a relatively low probability but the thing was like if you land it i think i only had uh that might have been a game where like you left me with just pock and both dogs so pock and both dogs none of whom are inspired uh so pock's got one crossbow shot i don't have any weapons in deck and i was like oh man i really don't have a way back here um and it was it was me failing to identify that like this is this is a hard loss condition if i if i let hexbane die this early before he does any work this round i just lose um and you you identify that that is a win condition right there and you took it got it so Uh, and the other thing I really liked about this match is it's been a while since I played best of three and you had a deck that, um, made best of three interesting. Yeah, Um, I, I wholeheartedly agree on that. And that was going to be my next comment was (laughs) I made some last minute deck building errors in that there were some projected outcomes and the, the two that come to mind are, um, chum, which Mm -hmm. is pretty pretty difficult to play around you either want to be on objectives and you're a little bit bloodied and ping is going to happen uh but the other was shifting walls yeah uh that has been one that i've thrown into several decks as just a last minute i'm not entirely sure what else and i know that this is at least a this is at least going to make you work for it but between the two of them i had four glory in my objective deck that you you could read Mm -hmm. and i got them i got one or the other but i don't think i got both in games two and three yeah i think uh i think i managed to shut them both down in game three i think i blocked one in game two and to the extent that i was still on autopilot in game two uh in game three i finally wised up and i i picked the board with a couple block texts to give myself more ability to deny you know to because i i had basically i needed a little extra breathing room with positioning. I like, I need a few more options other than having to run somebody out to the edge, which, which I can do with the dogs. Like it should be possible, but I just need, I need the latitude to be able to do that. And by having some blocks, I was able to do that without sacrificing too much of my own game plan. Uh, but I, I love that. Uh, I love that about best of three is like, here's what this deck has. Here's ways I can deny that. Uh, that's, that's one of the reasons I really like the best of three play with these. I agree. And I think the, I think game three, what was the most frustrating about it for me (laughs) anyway, was I was down to one fighter and 
I didn't think that there was going to be anything more than an activation where I was doing anything. Yeah. And it was a missed attack, so it was just the the worst feeling to just be like, I have to charge my first activation, and if it doesn't work, this is game. Yeah. So uh, I think that was kind of a, a low light amidst a <laughs> bunch of great highlights. <laughs> Well, and I'll say the other thing is you won the you won the first game of the match, and then the second game of the match, uh, you played. Tell me what the upgrade is that is like. I won't die until the end of the round. Do you remember yep. the name of that? Uh, Final, Final Frenzy. Frenzy. Final Frenzy. So you played Final Frenzy out, uh, and meanwhile, in hand, I had like eye for an eye, which needs me to kill with an attack, and I was like. Oh, what the hell? I can't do this. Like yep. this, this is a surge. So this is not only is it dead, but I was like, I, you know, going into the round, I was like, I, I've got a uh, drum. He's only got two wounds left. Like this is a guaranteed, I, I have enough fighters and enough accuracy that this is going to happen. Uh, and I'll, so I'll get this one glory. I'll get the two for him dying. I'll cycle into something else. I know what's at the bottom of this. Like I'm, I'm hundred percent good to go. And I was like, well, uh, actually it's dead. And I couldn't find a, I, the other thing I had was toyed with and I couldn't find a way to make that happen. And so I was I'm like, I got two surges and they're both dead in hand. Uh, but I also have to spend like activations, like trying to get away from you, I guess. And so I think I literally said it's one point where you killed somebody. I was like, I think I just lost, like, I think I just lost the whole match. Uh, but I managed to get onto an objective cycle to the right card and then score enough to catch up and then win on tiebreaker. So uh, that game went from like, I think I'm losing to like, I guess I won on tiebreaker to then winning round three. Would, so you, I, uh, would you like to share with the class your shame? <laughs> I, I, you're going to have to remind me because I don't. Oh, no. Oh, okay. There's, I'll a, share. there's a lot of shame. No, oh, there's, is it, is there's it, a... There's is a it, particularly. Is it that I should have scored toyed with? Uh, oh no! It's the okay. it's it's what you did to your dog, and what oh. you did it to do. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, there was a lethal out, and uh, I was not going to score. I had enough people alive that I could not score uh, pure carnage, but uh, I ran the dog back and forth through a lethal to kill it. Sick man. <laughs> yeah, he is a sick man because I held off to deny him yep. pure carnage. And he did it to his dog. Yeah, not only that, but to the dog, to, to the to the first dog. So you and did not get any no glory. glory. Yeah, I gave no glory, and it uh, opened up pure carnage for me, which uh, yeah was pretty good. Pretty so I had, to, I had to interject with interesting there because Josh, he does this to me later too. I've done the math. <laughs> We're at six models. I'm like, all right. We're safe from pure carnage. And then uh, I had paint or like I had actually taken like an arrow shot on a dog round one. Uh, yeah. And it was it was set up for sudden demise and never panned out on that target. Um, but that wound was still sitting there. And for the, his last activation of that game, he just runs the dogs, like activates the dog, runs it straight into a lethal. And I'm just, no. Yeah, I remember looking at I think I specifically said, like, wait, hold on. This is Grotbiter. He's got a wound on him. Oh, hell yeah. And then, like, <laughs> ran, ran him off into the lethal. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. so, so I, I stagger out of a bruising. It's one of those, like, wins that you come away from. And, like, I feel like I spent most of that match losing. And somehow I came away with a win. Uh, and then uh, tumbled into uh, round three. 
Um, if I could real quick, I actually yeah. want to circle back to Brian in my match a little bit. Okay. Uh, because I want to highlight how impressive it was that Brian almost took this series. I think that um, this was incredibly difficult matchup for him. Uh, he's got two of his four units or fighters that could be pinged down at any point in time during the game. I've got five oh. pings in this deck. So they're living on borrowed time right out of the gate. I'm yeah. also playing hold two and Brian tends to play and was indeed playing uh, hold two uh, and with a flex of hold more uh, with uh, the warband. So we're both trying to accomplish this hold, but I've got this ping kit, you know, uh, keeping his fighters on edge at any point in time. I've got lethal ward in there, uh, quick roots. So it could be as simple as, you know, Glazette, uh, runs over to an objective and I quick roots her and then I lethal ward her, right? And all of a sudden that has, you know, possibly swung me sudden demise as well as then lost him that position that he was planning on holding. And, you know, with some, a fighter like Lizette, that's normally going to be really hard to take down, can probably hold that for a period of time. He doesn't have, he doesn't have that fighter uh, just given the fact that um, I can burst her down like that or... I've got multiple sources of cleave uh, and uh, even rerolls and cleave and snare uh, coming off of a Miari's Purifier specific upgrade. So it's an extremely hard matchup. And I lost it uh, due to one small miscalculation by Brian at the end of, you know, a laborious third. Like he must have been burning his brain into overtime uh, to get us to where we ended up. And props to you, man. Uh, you are such a threat with them. Appreciate it. Yeah. Don't don't tilt kids. <laughs> uh, well, uh, Skyla and I were going to face off on the finals, but so let's uh, let's hit these other games first. Uh, Brian, what uh, what was your final round against? Uh, against Alex's Kegra's Ravagers, and I was in full tilt mode at this point. Man, I couldn't get anything rolling. Uh, I took a few heads, but this was my only uh, series that didn't go to three games. Um, I recognized that there was a couple mistakes where I could have potentially turned things around. I didn't play cards that I had in hand. Uh, Alex was gracious enough to allow me to shared pain something that I was just like in nihilistic mode and just like, yep, they're dead. And then I was like, wait, I had this in hand. May I? And he'd already scored cards and he's like, yep. And so he was gracious enough to take it back. But yeah, really, it was uh, really disheartening when I couldn't get uh, like any uh, text to land with four and five dice being thrown. Uh, But ultimately he won that. Well played to him, uh, and I take three losses for the day, uh, earning me the w- wooden spoon. Oof a doof! I- I'm going to rewind it to my very first round. You're talking about gracious opponents, and uh, against Phil, uh, he had played Zone of Control. So everybody on a um, on a uh, feature or a starting hex is on guard. Uh, came in, attacked Hexbane, so like a really important fighter, drove him back into a lethal, killed him. Uh, scored all the glory, started cycling. And I was like, I was hanging my head. I was like, I guess we're going to three. And to Phil's credit, like he noticed uh, we progressed even, you know, like we were about to take the next activation. He's like, hold on. 
you were on a starting hex. Your dice that you rolled was a dodge, so you rolled a success. So not only could I not have driven you back and scored Sudden Demise and killed Hexbane, but it wasn't even a successful attack. Uh, and so I think it it pulled like four glory off the board for him and then actually put one in my hand because I think I had contest the equals that scored off it. And I didn't notice it at all. And, and Phil could have said nothing. Uh, and instead he he spoke up after the fact and said, hey, I saw this. We, we, we did this wrong and there's still time to correct it. And that, that lost him that match, 100%. Um, so it's that, uh, that kind of spirit of uh, fair competition, which, uh, which I was pretty impressed by, uh, very appreciative of. So. Yeah, and I, uh, I'm i always willing to give uh, that graciousness, you know, give and take. Uh, we all make mistakes, and if the timing hasn't uh, been too long, I'm always happy to give it to my opponent. Uh, yeah. Uh, like I said, the Alex had already scored some cards, so you know I was like still in a relative window. But I was I I that was a big take back seize that I requested of him. I didn't take anything else back, and you know it was uh, it was well played by him. I hope that in my tilt mode I wasn't I wasn't raging out or anything, uh, but I was very short and clipped with my opponent, so I. Uh, apologize to Skyler as you were beginning to get the front end of that. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a rough dice day. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for saying so, but, uh, you're, you're all good. Uh, it actually didn't, uh, overly manifest. Yeah. Every, everybody was playing well. Uh, I just wish I could have, uh, I played, played as well as I thought I was going to, but it, it, you manage it and I managed it poorly but um, yeah so that was like I said the only series that went two games uh, for me and Alex took both of those so that wraps it up for me fair enough Josh what was your last round so going into this matchup with Phil we both kind of agreed going into it that it was going to tilt one way or the other either uh the Gore Chosen were just going to absolutely knock it out of the park and crush a bunch of lizards, and it was going to be a bad day. Or the lizards were just going to sit on things and have their way with it, and Gore Chosen didn't roll dice and couldn't do much about it. It was neither of those things. It was <laughs> very close games across the board to the point where we got to the middle of our second game and it was still really close, looking like I had the potential to uh, tie it up, and Phil and I were basically just like, look, I think we're squabbling over the potential for maybe second place if the loser at the top table loses hard enough. Let's just call it after this game, because we're just so brain-burned. But there was still a lot of good plays on both sides. Um one of the things that I really struggled with during that matchup in particular was skinks were just all over the map and I didn't have the action economy to keep up. Mm. So while yes, when I did make actions, I was dropping bodies at times. Um, it was just that much more critical when I wasn't because they were so spread out that if I ran a charge, sure, I still had that fourth activation, 
but the likelihood that I was going to get to use it was was low. Mm-hmm. Um, so between chasing skinks all over the board and uh, just not being able to to play my deck the way that I had set it up to because of that, um, that's what I attribute the the challenges to. But like I said, it wasn't wasn't enough to make them blowouts either way. They were both two close games, but mercifully, uh, Phil won it in two. <laughs> mercifully. All right. Well, uh, that just leaves Skylar and me sitting on the finals. I come over there, uh, and we match off and, uh, playing into this. Let me think of it. So I already daring Delvers twice. And I was, I knew like pings were rough on me cause it, it, it's relatively easier to remove my fighters with pings. Um, uh, but having played against it twice and, you know, somehow dragged myself through it twice. I'm like, I, I can do this. And I know Miari's is pretty well. Uh, the one, uh, downside on this is that, uh, in our, in our team tournament, which we, we talked about, uh, a little while ago on this show, um, as team captain, I, uh, mercilessly threw Skylar to the, uh, Haskell Hexbane's, uh, uh three times wolves three times so <laughs> so if there was somebody if there's somebody who knew the knew the uh, warband i was playing pretty well it was skylar and i was like ah, he he's gonna know a lot of these tricks that i have up my sleeve and I, i'm not gonna I'm not gonna be able to surprise him with too much here and uh and indeed that was the case um there was uh again with best of three like i love the dynamic of like trying to learn like do i want to have board advantage do i want to have feature token advantage there's some back and forth there uh the first round skylar you ended up taking that relatively handily i uh i made it close i I got it within three but again it was one of those like i'm scoring to reduce the glory differential which you know in this case is is not that big deal Uh, a big a big part of this game uh was i was trying my damnedest to kill um uh, Bahanar, uh, I, I was throwing four dice attacks into him and it was really like a, a crit race cause you had enough defensive, uh, things, uh, that the only way I was likely to get through is for me to roll a crit and you did not. And there was one crucial moment where I'd gotten a crit success. You'd gotten, I think success, two successes. And you were like, well, I, I got to use the Aether Quartz. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be a kill or if you had correctly identified that I had a ping in hand and that was going to finish you off. That, yep, um, that was the case here. I was still uh, full health, uh, two damage incoming, and I was thinking about uh, the different reasons why that could be awful for me. Um, yeah. I was thinking through, and actually this particular moment I think is uh, an early, early moment in game three for us. So I'm thinking of a different moment. This is this is still in game one. Oh, okay. you, you made an interesting move where you had uh, retreated back into, uh, you'd retreated back into a lethal hex. Ah, uh, yes. And I remember at that time I was like, oh man, that's a bold move. Like he's putting, he's taking one damage on a three wound fighter, uh, and if he built this deck like I built it, he doesn't have extra wounds in here anywhere. So uh, he's he's getting himself. And on the on the other hand, like. You're correctly identifying that most of my stuff, if it's going to get through, you know, might have grievous, whatever the case may be. Uh, but I'd, I'd laid that on you and uh, I, you know, is that sort of crit success? I'm like, all right, this is getting through. Uh, you roll and you're like, well, I'm going to use the either quartz. I might as well. And I was like, all right, well, 
all they can do, like the only way to get out of this is if he either courses into a crit, which you did. Um, and I, you know, I started to get, you know, Brian says, don't go on tilt kids. I, I started getting a little tilted because I think I threw like four, five, six attacks with four dice and could not break through. You know, it was again and again and again, and he was just absorbing. And I, I threw one off on your boss and couldn't make it happen and, and ended up too far behind on that game. So I lose that first game uh, on that. Uh, but that that's the thing where, like, you can't – if you if you get wrapped up on, like, did somebody roll a crit or not, you're really – I've said this before. You're not looking at what the odds of that attack in the first place of going off were. And you were often, like – two block in cover or two block on guard or, or whatever the case may be. So you, you're setting up this situation where you had a fighter that was very important, but also extraordinarily well defended. Uh, and it was, it was just tough for me to break through. That lethal placement was a fun moment too. We actually had a bit of candor when it occurred because you know, it, it caught you by surprise in the moment and just, uh, Oh, oh yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. damaging Bon are here. Oh, is this, because my, you know, positionally, um, the lethal is behind an objective that I have Miari on at this point yeah. in time. So you, you know, you snapped to the conclusion immediately. Just oh, is this to make sure that I can't, you know, get two damage on your leader and push him in for the the kill? And it's like, yep, it is. <laughs> uh, uh, and, and as a bonus, I also have cryptic clues in my hand. I could have grabbed a safer option, you know, a cover hex, but yeah, uh, I need Miari alive. Yeah, uh, and I, I also remember at the start of this game where you almost didn't place next to it because uh, you're like, okay, like, don't want to get pushed back into this. I'm like, are you talking about Bahanar who can't get pushed before he has a move? And you're like, oh yeah, and like it was just that kind of point in the in the day where we were where the brains were a little bit fried from having played a bunch of best of threes, which we're not used to. So absolutely, yeah. The that was one of the things I enjoyed. Uh, about the best of three format of the day is, you know, we're going to be going into Adepticon and that's going to be best of three. And it's, it's been so long since we've done them that I couldn't believe how worn out we were like going into that series. And, you know, especially then by the end. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. I remember game two, I managed to kill Bahanar almost immediately with that similar gambit of a, uh, a charge uh, with a dog's help laying through two damage i guess onto bahanar and then finishing him off with a ping and i think your words at that point was like well this game's gonna be very different uh <laughs> yep. and and to your credit like we played that it was uh i was very much in danger of losing the game until the last and when i threw a dog i i kind of took it in two different ways i i uh i secured myself by with pure carnage by throwing a dog into a lethal right at the end and uh busted out um drifting tides to steal the tiebreaker. So that one, that one, I uh, had two different ways to send us to three. I don't know if you have any other recollections from game two. From game two? Uh, not particularly. At this point in time, our games have been super close. Uh, first yeah. one uh, ended 18 and 16. Second one ended 15 and 18 uh, in your favor there. And then uh, on to game three for us. Yeah, uh, and I think you won this roll-off, so you had the choice. You thought about longboarding me. Um, we kind of talked it through. You decided not to, and then we talked through, and I kind of agreed with your reasoning. And this is uh, this is something I want to talk to uh, uh, just briefly. You had a deck that you had uh, perfect formation, which was the uh, surge for two if you're holding three objectives. So if you, you were setting yourself up with this relatively 
not passive, but the ability to hang back. Like if we both hung back, uh, then you were going to outscore me or you were going to power up too fast for me to be able to match. Um, and so you making sure that you had three objectives that you could access was more important than anything else. And, uh, and you took that, um, in this game, I drew my first hand had three end phase objectives. So I had to mulligan it. And then I drew into, uh, toyed with, I drew into toyed with, uh, unequal contest and trace the ley lines, which is a pretty weak starting hand. Um, unequal contest, uh, was kind of a dud for me. A lot of the, the weekend, um, it, it, it's especially tough against Miari's because, uh, even on the rolls where I'll get two successes, you often end up just defending those anyway. Um, or like where, where I get all successes, you have enough dice where you, so it, it got shut down a lot against you. Uh, and this was, this is a rough one. Um, I'll let you share some thoughts and then I'll, I'll circle back around, but, um, yeah, there was, yeah, go ahead. There was a particularly fun moment that I wanted to talk with you about. Didn't get a chance to talk with you about it uh, at the tournament. Uh, so this is going to be a new for you. Um, there was a game, and I think it was game three, but they blur it a little bit together, where uh, you sent Pac out first uh, with a dog, yep. and I ended up coming at him and dealing two damage to him. And when I did... I pushed him onto a feature token uh, and I did that very intentionally at that time. I wanted you to think that I had lethal ward in my hand. Well, two damage to Pac would kill him. So it must've been one or must've been somebody else. Oh no, you're right. Uh, it was yeah. one damage uh, yeah. or it was Amos. Yeah. That, that's what this was. It was Amos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I pushed Amos onto it and this is, I was trying to play a mind game with you, but it doesn't work as well when you get the reaction after um, your activation. So the mind game I was trying to play with you was, well, why would he put, like, he's trying to hold, why would he push me onto um, this objective? Oh no, does he have a lethal ward in his hand? Well, if I had lethal ward in my hand, what would be the reason for me not playing it immediately? So that's where the mind game kind of falls apart. Um, yeah. But I was hoping that maybe you'd ask that question anyways and yeah. uh, delve because I had blind gamble in my hand. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow. That was way beyond my ability to think at that point. But uh, I, I uh, appreciate your your uh, thinking that I might still be thinking at that level. So. <laughs> um, uh, this was also the game. Uh, I was hinting to this earlier with the uh, Bahanar Aether Quartz decision where you... Mm. Um, come in with two damage against Bahanar. Uh, it's going to hit. I roll, I, I think I rolled nothing. And I don't even re recall if you had a crit in your I, roll. I didn't have a crit. This was a, uh, this is my first attack of the game. It was, uh, I want to say it was Amos and a dog coming in. Uh, and I think I was actually two successes to your one success. Okay. Um, and yeah. then, uh, Actually, Brian came over for this and he was like, oh, are you going to, it's only two damage. Are you going to, are you going to burn an Aether Quartz on that? And you're like, and then you, you, uh, talk through this, you were saying out loud, even you're like, yeah. Cause you know, based on the previous two games, like I, there's dark command, there's the making a point, like there are pings that he may or may not have in hand. And if I don't use this now, 
he may be able to finish me off. And here I am looking at dark command in my hand being like, be cool, be cool. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, toyed with. And I know if I give you any leverage on um, glory, yeah, seed at the beginning of the game, I'm going to be punished uh, for it. Mm-hmm. So I opt into that early Aether Quartz. Uh, and when I found out later what all, all that could have meant. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was exactly so that. I, I had both Toyed With and I had Dark Command. So uh, you took the Aether Quartz. It's a 50-50. You come up with the shield and uh, or possibly a crit. I don't remember. Whatever the case, you come up with the, the, um, the defense you need. And Bahanar lives. He lives through the next attack. I try to divert onto another. Uh, basically, the first three activations on each side of this game all go in your favor, either defensively or offensively um, on, on both sides. And it takes me until the fourth activation to finally kill a guy. And this is a thing where like, I'm looking at glory denial because I know based on our previous ones and based on your positioning, uh, Skylar is 100% repping that he has... Um, uh, cryptic clues in hand because everybody has moved on to a feature or a cover or whatever the case and I have the ability to I can either kill um, who Salen yeah it was either um, Sanela or Aileen Sanela Sanela I can either kill Sanela or I can push Sanela out uh, to deny that and in I'm thinking about it, I'm like well I if I push Sanela out and don't kill her uh, you may have a push to correct that. Uh, and even if you don't, what I'm doing is I'm denying you a two glory and we'll, you were already, you were just in flow state. Your, your glory count was really high. Uh, you, it was one of those situations where you're hitting like a surge leading into a surge that you needed learning into a surge. And then I didn't know this yet, but you were, were leading into end phase that you really was going to score out. Um, I considered trying for glory denial here, uh, but that would have blanked me. I would have, I would have ended around with zero. Um, and so I could have in, in retrospect, if I'd gone for the denial, we would have gone into the next round 10, zero. Instead we went two twelve. um, and two twelve for what it's worth is way better than 10, zero. Cause that at least let me get some more stuff out. So, right. Yeah. The uh, first two activations of that game were all the like, an incredible foundation for the rest of the game for me because you come in attacking Bahanar, I spend that Aether Quartz. Um, you don't get that Seed Glory. I still have Bahanar on the board. Uh, turn over to me for my first activation. I rush Miari onto um, kind of a winged out uh, objective placement, but within range three of a dog. I mm-hmm. uh, throw Spell Dice at the dog, get one damage down, and then I have uh, flame wisps in my hand. So, you know, roll uh, two or three dice if you're a wizard, uh, spell dice, and look for matching symbols to get a ping down. So I'm able to get that ping down on the dog immediately following that turn. This dog would not normally yield me glory, uh, but instead it's starting me off of my first activation with two glory off a of sudden demise. Two glory off a of sudden demise and a cycle into another surge that you can score because I think that's how you ended up seeing perfect formation. Yes, if that, I'm not mistaken. That yeah. is what I drew there, I believe. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, contest of equals, and then contest that equals. scored. Um, yeah, it was like you said, flow state. Um, yeah. By the end of the round, I had scored enough surges to get me six glory, um, and then, or including a kill in there, so five points in surges. Yeah. Uh, a kill, and then I had a six-point scoring hand uh, with great yeah. gains in the mix. Yeah, uh, and so I'm I'm at 
12 i'm at two to 12 i'm like man i there's probably impossible to get back uh and then i'm thinking about it more like well no like i can get i've, I've got enough people dead and if he plays it wrong uh then i do have like i could get i have those seven glory end phases if everything aligns right uh and unfortunately the next round i drew into pure carnage uh lives well spent and then contest to equals so all of a sudden I'm super jammed up with two end phases and one surge, but I'm like, this surge is maybe scorable. <laughs> but at that point, all of a sudden my dice go on fire at, at, at exactly the wrong time. Like if, if this kind of dice roll had been, if this kind of uh, dice had been happening in, in um, our first game, then I, I take this two zero. Uh, but uh, this is when it showed up and Hexbane just like, just starts one shot, like bloom blows away Miari boom, blows away uh, uh, Bahanar. And I'm like, God, just like equal my dice. Like I need to score a contest to equal so that I can see another objective because it's the only way I can get enough glory to catch up. Um, and I get all the way and I'm and I'm trying to engineer this plan where like I, I have to kill another hunter because Skylar has correctly identified that if he doesn't kill two hunters, then I can't score uh, lives well spent. Uh and what I have in hand, I have lethal ward and I'm like, if I can get, uh, if I can get somebody damaged and then onto an objective, I can lethal ward them to be able to score lives well spent. There's a little bit of trade off there, but it lets me see another objective. Uh, and it, it just doesn't, and I, my, I just kind of like, I'm too tired. I can't do it. I'm just going to lethal ward. So I wiped you out at the end of round two. Cause, um, yes, you did. A- Aelin ended up on an objective and I was like, I can't, I know, I know that I will lose if I lethal ward Aelin. Like there's not a way back, but I'm just too tired to like think about it. And uh, that was that was like the 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 subconscious, like the the low functioning part of my brain was like, don't do this. It's a guaranteed loss. And I was like, I just can't think that hard. I'm just gonna kill Aylin and hope that hope that I'm wrong about some of my calculations. And I wasn't. So the funny thing I about think- that lethal ward was I had already been on that objective, and yeah. he had hit me off of it. So I was happy to jump back <laughs> on it. Yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, cool. So he must not have a lethal ward. Jump back <laughs> on it. Was planning out like, okay, I've still got one fighter left. Uh, we're going to have a full round three. I'm thinking about how I'm going to have to play to keep the denial game up. And yeah. all of a sudden, a lethal ward drops. I'm like, what? <laughs> where, where was that a moment ago? <laughs> yeah, and you you were taking extra attacks, which was giving me the chance for a contest that equals, which was like my only way back into the game. I was like, everything's possible. And then like you got it through, and I, was, I took one more, and I was like, no. So the, the right play on my part was to try to make one more attack and then finish you off in the next round. But that makes sense, yeah. I, I just couldn't quite pull it together uh and uh and kind of collapsed and so even with the seven glory end phase i think i caught up like 12 15 something like that that is exactly yep how that one scored out uh so our series ended up uh 48 glory to 46 like two differential across the whole series is wild but but what i wanted to what i wanted to lay into is this so like uh I, I think you and I will both agree that like card order played a huge uh, role in game three, right? Like yeah. you, you had near perfect card order. I had uh, a card order that was, you know, on the lower end of good. So um, after that first like, round, we talked about it. Uh, we looked yeah. at the 12, uh, two gap and um, had a moment where we discussed like what, 
what would need to happen on your side for yeah. uh, the catch up to work. And you needed to see lives well spent, proof of guilt and pure carnage as the last three objectives that you were going to, you know, pull into hand for the game. Yeah. And that was not uh, what happened. Not what happened. Uh, what what yeah. ended up happening. And, and it, it turns out, even if I had managed a score contest that equals, I would have been toast because I had three, my last three objectives were all my surges and they were all like interactive surges. Like I, I needed to see eye for an eye earlier. I needed to see, um, I, I, whatever uh, I, I had with the pistol, like I was very likely to make a lot of uh, concealed pistol attacks without actually killing somebody, which would have been good if I had. Um, what am I thinking of? Uh, due process, but uh, all three of those were just at the very bottom of the deck, and um, that just uh, that stalled me out. But what I'm what I'm getting at here is, um, while it is true that you had a much better card order than me, uh, if you play that wrong, if you don't identify that Bahanar uh, is in danger of dying, if you don't identify that you need to use your Aether Quartz right now, even though I don't have lethal at this moment, uh, like you correctly read the hand. So without without good play on your part, even good card order doesn't save you. I, I, think, uh, I think if you don't save Bahanar right at that moment... I think even with that card order being what it was, uh, I think I maybe take that last round. Um, I, I'd take that last game. Uh, and so all, all I'm saying there is that like the random factors are part of it, but, uh, but they're, they're not enough if you don't have good play. So that is one of the joys of, of the game is when you sit down against somebody, the cards and the dice are, are going to help. Um, but it's going to be all about that uh, positional play, about uh, reading your opponent and knowing what they're capable of. And sitting across from you, I know you are capable of just absolutely um, destroying me. If I uh, make the wrong play or, or give you uh, an inch uh, as a result of a mistake, uh, that you will take you know every advantage against me. So uh, I couldn't agree more. And I... I'm really happy that I was able to perform on that level that day, uh, if nothing else, because it made for such a great uh, tournament and a great final series. Yeah, I mean, for for just six of us throwing and down, I I really uh, I was pretty wiped out at the end of the day. Uh, that was eight games in one day, which is more than I've played since Adepticon. Um, I think that yeah, it's got to be because we haven't done a best of three locally for a while, right? Um, so. Yeah, felt good. Felt uh, felt fun. I'm I'm jealous of you guys getting to play in the Grand Clash. I know it's going to be Nemesis, but uh, I'd love to be in that mix. Love to have you there. I'm going to miss you there yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. Got to plan I, ahead. Yeah, I. It's it's making me pick between family and and self, and that is that is a tough choice to to have to do. But I don't uh, know if I've mentioned it on our podcast. Uh, I think I mentioned it over at Battle Mallet when we did our crossover. But I had a conversation with my wife, fiance at the time, about when to uh, aim for having children so that their birthdays do not interfere with Adepticon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Next level. Next level. Really shooting that gap. He's also going to make sure that the school district doesn't have a spring break that falls in line with that. Oh man. There's a bunch of different dates, but like it, it, it's about balance. So she had her date requests as well. So we're like, we know where our time windows are. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Best best of luck to you. 
Well, I have a friend who uh, had his kids on. One was on like Thanksgiving, and the other one was on Adepticon. I was like, you didn't plan that. Yeah, do be better. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, I think that wraps it up. Uh, Skyla and I got to wax a little extra poetical about our uh, our final match. There, kind of spent a fair amount of time. I'm going to pass it back around to the group at large. Any further thoughts about that event um, or or the game in general before we look to close it out? Small note, when we arrived, uh, we were actually offered uh, sitting tables, uh, our choice mm. of, because we uh, you mm-hmm. know, had scheduled this with uh, Noble Knight Games, uh, the venue. And uh, they you know, asked us, do you want the sitting tables or would you like the standing tables? And those are the, the wargaming tables. And we asked, well, are there any events uh, that will be taking those tables today? Like, or anybody coming in that you would be aware that would be missing them if we took them? They're like, no, like they're going to be the least popular tables of the day. So we're like, yeah, no, we'll take them. And man, those are fun tables uh, to sprawl out on. Uh, the tables that are sized up for wargaming uh, yeah. are, are fun to have a tournament at. Yeah, it, it's weird, but I, I like it. I like standing during a game for some reason. Like, I think it. Uh, as I'm as I'm starting to fade mentally, uh, I need that extra little boost. So I'm with you. Agree. Keeps the mental juices flowing. Those are my yeah. usual tables. So I was at home. <laughs> well, I think now that we've talked tables, I think we've covered just about everything. <laughs> All right, we'll wrap it up. But the stools. <laughs> hey, look, uh, we want you to get in touch with us. You can do it on Twitter at WTHCast or whatthehexcast at gmail.com. Uh, a way you're really going to get some interaction is on our Discord. Uh, we have uh, none of that is really. I guess there's one section that is locked for uh, patrons and we do appreciate those patrons for uh, making it possible right now. Uh, we are covering our hosting costs, which is, um, which is something that most podcasts can't say. And I, I can't say enough. I really appreciate you guys uh, doing it. Um, but that discord is where you can, uh, where you can get in touch with us and you should do so because you need to get on there and tell us what, uh, what, what, factions and decks we're going to play in the trash fire tournament sleeks bowl uh yeah sleeks bowl suggested we call it sleeks bowl in the in the tradition of like you know bowl games for uh football uh i'm gonna go one step forward the the, the sleeks bowl bowl is uh oh, is because his name <laughs> um they, we have lots more content if uh if you're going to adepticon and playing in any of those other systems uh particularly age of sigmar or cry uh, or the sub of Age of Sigmar, uh, Path of Glory. You can check those out at themortalrealms.com. Uh, thanks to them for hosting this podcast and uh, keeping us on there on that network. We appreciate that. Uh, coming up, we are uh, a short three episodes left before we hit our 100th. Uh, we do have that uh, Sleeks Bowl Bowl uh, Trash Fire Tournament coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about the history of the uh, game through the lens of what what the hex has covered in that time, and uh, there may or may not be a new release um, in that time to to cover. Also, you know, Acon's coming up. Uh, my dudes, Flavitex quiz time. Are you ready? With me, always, okay. always. All right, all right. Buzz in with your answers. Uh, I think you. 
Uh, there, there were clues laid throughout this episode what it might be, but we'll, we'll see if you can pick up on those. So uh, the quote here is unattributed, not, not uh, anyone in particular. It was not a good death. Unequal, unequal contest. Uh, so we have lethal ward. We have unequal contest. Josh, do you want to weigh in? Well, I mean, that narrows it down to literally any other card <laughs> than a good death. So, uh, <laughs> I'm going to give Josh the, the slower answer. One clue. I, I ex- encounter this card frequently during the tournament. It was not a good death. Oh, <laughs> I want to retract my answer. All right, go for it. It's a sudden demise, isn't it? It (laughs) He's got it. Bang, bang, bang. Yeah. (sighs) R.I.P. Drop biter. (laughs) Get got. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So that is going to about wrap it up for us. I guess a uh, reminder to everybody for Adepticon that is March uh, 22nd through the 26th. That is correct. And the 22nd is that Wednesday. And that's the um, currently uh, closed tournament uh, for the Dice Heroes. And by closed, I just mean uh, tickets are all sold. We're, yeah, we're gonna always see- get on the wait list. Those uh, those usually get moved up. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. Uh, so I'll be there Wednesday night, Thursday, and most of Friday. Uh, I will not be there for the Grand Clash, but I think I speak for all of us. If you are going to be there, uh, drop us a line in advance. We'd love to meet up with you uh, if things line up and we're not in the same event. Uh, I'll play a pickup game with you. Like, let me know. I, I'd love to. If you're a listener, I'd love to. I'd love to shake your hand and uh get to get to throw some dice at you absolutely i have a uh little push cart that i have with a big flagpole on it so you can find us uh that's where the underworlds event is uh white flagpole with a red chaos flag (laughs) sweet and i uh i'd like in that same uh offer that davy threw out that's that's pretty awesome actually i i was trying to figure out what i was going to do for most of thursday and friday and if there are people around that want to do pickup games, that would be fantastic. Excellent. Uh, your recommend listening for this episode is uh, a tip of the hat to Skylar. This is uh, one of my favorite artists. Ghostface Killer is Purified Thoughts. And this is off his Apollo Kids album. It's a hot track. Uh, but for that, uh, for what the heck, I've been Davey. And I've been Skylar. I'm Brian. I've been Josh. final note uh thanks to the dice heroes and uh for our own skylar for reaching out it looks like that uh, wednesday night event at adepticon is now a 40 person event if you haven't noticed that it is uh so there at the time of this recording remains capacity uh we'd love to see you there come join us if you can't make the uh, grand clash on saturday sunday uh join in on that uh, uh nemesis event on wednesday night at adepticon i'll be there and i hope to see you too thanks
So wait, are we not doing name and tag? What are we doing? We Goodness. agreed on name and tag, can't but Brian... Can't wait to uh, edit more. Can't wait to edit more. Didn't you say that you're excited to use this new tool? Oh, yeah. Um, this this is not why I'm excited to use it. I'm excited for, you know, the uh, compression, which I am bad at. Uh, I was about to say, Skyler, you are essentially equating it to him being excited to cut down a tree with a scalpel. I'm, just, I'm playing around. <laughs> um well, do we just you want? To- you can't beat me in the finals and then grind me into the dirt with editing as well. <laughs> Watch him. <laughs> oh no, I can. All right, here we go. Uh, I yeah, put we- a good long pause in there for you, Davey. <laughs> just, Excellent. just so it was easy to edit. You didn't count it down though, so uh, <laughs> three, two, one. <laughs> oh, there it is. <laughs> Classic. Okay. <laughs> Let me get a drink. <laughs> while while we're in an no, editing blunder, I, I am uh, just drinking. while we're in a, an editing bit, uh, in case Davey wants to take this out, uh, could you guys at the top table hear the Joker's wife uh, playing Wingspan a couple tables away? Yes. Uh, that laugh was intense. Oh my, it was piercing. <laughs> uh, if you do choose to keep this in, it was something that uh, like don't want to begrudge somebody having a good time, but for the listeners if they get to the privilege of hearing this it was like mark hamill's joker just (laughs) at a consistent level once it once it like revved up it was just at a consistent chirping piercing level and it it didn't wind down let let me tell you what just blew my mind though is like they were playing wingspan right (laughs) yeah What right? what is what is so funny about Wing? I love there that game. There is a comedic level wrong, to that, but like that I am not aware of. Oh my god! Like that's the chillest game in the world. I know. I, I, <laughs> I got it. I got it on uh, whatever. Like I, I got it on the computer on uh, Steam or something. And yeah. it's like it's like the chill out thing. Like it just plays this like peaceful music and you hear bird songs. What what is it about that game that could make you laugh at that level? I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I'm playing uh, Wingspan wrong. Birds, man. <laughs> I think we all are. 